0: At Harvey Norman, we've got all the biggest brands and the latest technology for heading off to college. With up to €350 off laptops, tablets from a low €59, printers from only €49, and a huge range of accessories and technology essentials to start the term off right. And at Harvey Norman, we're matching all competitors' prices, even their sale prices. So why shop anywhere else? Harvey Norman, off to college, in-store or online. You know the final score. Now listen to the NFL podcast that tells you why it happened. Do they have a skill or trait that is going to allow them to survive? Dan Orlovsky, Scott Pioli, and me, Bob Wischusen. we're tape heads, going inside the coaching tape and giving fans the answers. Regardless of what the hierarchy is, folks need to be servants to the head coach. Listen to tape heads on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I don't, I don't, I don't
1: to get back to kissing the cheeks of my grandbabies, making Sunday dinner with a house full of family
0: and lots of laughs. laughs. COVID-19 has changed how we live and how we feel. But now there are vaccines and they are the very first step that let us get back to what we miss most. It's okay to have questions. Is
1: it safe?
0: Should I wait? Now get the facts. Visit GetVaccineAnswers.org so you can make an informed decision when vaccines are available to you. Brought to you by the Ad Council. So,
2: Steph, I heard that you have a story to tell me. What's been going on?
3: Yeah. So I start most of my days right now with a telegram message from a guy named Igor Banser.
4: I describe myself as a rock and roller.
3: He lives in Belarus. He's the lead singer of a punk band called Mr. X.
4: We're always joking with my guitarist that we were so ugly. Otherwise, we should start a pop. Boys band, and maybe then we will be famous, have a lot of money, friends, and
2: so on. Okay, so how did that come about? Like, why are you talking to him? So I found
3: Igor when I was trying to wrap my head around this huge news event. There was a plane hijacking that happened a few months ago. You probably remember this. Oh, yeah, I remember that. It was in May. Was
0: our global outrage this morning after a move by a, the government of Belarus to force down a passenger jet to arrest a leading critic of that government.
3: It was a flight that was supposed to go from Greece to Lithuania, and it was diverted by the government of Belarus. The
0: interception of Ryanair flight 4978 is now a full-blown international diplomatic crisis.
3: And it was all in order to arrest a 26-year-old journalist who'd been critical of the government there.
0: It's an act which European leaders have branded state-sponsored piracy.
3: I remember just being shocked that a plane full of tourists, international travelers, got caught up in the politics of Belarus. And it was all to get this one young journalist who's my age. And I wanted to know what it's like to live in Belarus right now, especially to be someone saying and feeling things that the government doesn't like.
1: demonstrations in the history of Belarus. We won't forgive you, Dick Child. Hundreds of thousands are expected in the capital city of Minsk.
0: Thousands of people took to the streets around the country. Political observers say the numbers have been blatantly falsified.
1: Protesters know they are risking arrest, or even
0: worse. The size of the crowds are extraordinary for any country, but especially for Belarus, where almost all forms of opposition have been suppressed for decades.
2: This is Vice News Reports, and I'm your host, Ariel Zemros. And
3: I'm Steph Brown.
2: I'm a producer at Vice News Reports. Okay, so you've been talking to this punk rock dude in Belarus. Can you tell me about Belarus first? Belarus is one of the European
3: countries that was formerly part of the Soviet Union. It has only ever had one president, Alexander Lukashenko who's been in power for 27 years, basically since Belarus declared independence after the fall of the Soviet Union. Lukashenko's government is considered authoritarian. He's been accused of countless human rights abuses, and it's earned him this title of Europe's last dictator. Technically, since 1994, he keeps winning elections, but according to international observers, none of these have been considered fair and free.
2: Okay, so this isn't exactly like the most democratic thing here. This guy has been in power for a very long time and hasn't been willing to give it up.
3: Right. But there actually is opposition to him. I mean, even as recently as this fall in August 2020, there were candidates that people were really
0: excited about. But a landslide was predicted and a landslide is what he got. The capital of Belarus have been sealed off
1: tonight after a state-run exit poll suggested the country's authoritarian leader, Alexander Lukashenko, had won the general election by a wide margin.
3: Alexander Lukashenko wins the election and the official results say that he won around 80% of the vote which both from outside and inside Belarus, people are just like, this is ridiculous. It just felt like the results were totally rigged, and it seems like there is evidence to actually support that. And both the US and the EU refused to recognize the results of the election.
0: Since Belarusian President Alexander Lukashenko claimed victory in disputed presidential elections,
3: which sets off unprecedented protests. Hundreds of thousands of people in Belarus come out against the election results.
0: There have been daily protests against his 26 year rule.
2: <laughs> These protests may look like a big celebration, but people who demonstrated in the early days were detained by the thousands, and some disappeared or were found dead.
0: Yes, yes, yes.
3: These are the biggest protests that Belarus has ever seen.
2: And I'm assuming that the authorities aren't super pleased here and they probably end up cracking down, right?
3: Yeah, they respond with violence and it's around 34,000 people are arrested, two are killed, political prisoners are starting to go missing. And it's at these protests in 2020 that my guy Igor, the punk rocker, is also out in the streets.
4: I've protesting against Lukashenko's regime since many years. so
3: He's 41 years uh, old, and he's been an activist his whole life. So which, as you can imagine, in a no, place like Belarus, not is so not easy. Even being a musician can be really hard, like if any of your lyrics have a whiff of being critical of the government. So Igor's in the streets, and he's protesting, but he's not surprised by the election results.
4: I have no illusion that, as usually, they will do this Kind of cheap trick to whole society and Lukashenko will win. But as I said, it was my duty, I believe, to be there.
3: These protests that started right after the election in August go on for weeks. Igor is arrested three times in this period. The first time he's arrested, he's taken for three days. They beat him up. They intimidate him. It's
4: like in movies when you get your whole life on a fast uh, scrolling and, they're
3: trying to get him to admit to being the organizer of these protests
4: and uh, i think to myself that for sure i will sign everything and i will confess i can uh, even say that i killed the kennedy i believe this is the moment
2: okay and you know as he's getting arrested multiple times over the course of this month like what is he getting arrested for what are the charges It's a
3: little confusing, but the authorities keep arresting him and they're trying to charge him with something, like being the person organizing all of the protesters, being one of the leaders. But each arrest, he is detained and then let go. And then in September, Igor does something that really pisses off the authorities. He's out with his friends. It's 3 to 4 in the morning. He arrives at this club, and outside there's this whole chaotic scene. In the middle of this party crowd, there's a cop car. He has this moment of inspiration. He rips down his pants. He reveals a bright pink thong. He runs up to the front of the cop car, and he starts dancing. And his friends are videotaping this. It is 20 seconds long, and he posts it on Facebook. And, you know... It goes a little bit viral.
4: It was a performance called Show the S to the Policeman.
3: And a month later, at 6 a.m., the police come to his house and arrest him. And this time, he's charged with hooliganism. He's held for five months. He says most of that time he spent in solitary confinement.
4: I believe it was kind of pressure, you know, to break my mentality. I'm an old punk rocker, so I spent many time in squads all around the Europe, so it wasn't nothing shocking to me. Maybe except rats.
3: So he's in prison, but he's Igor Bancer. So he's still being a punk, Maybe later. which basically means... He's drawing unicorns on the walls. He's wearing his hat that he wears normally. He's telling people that he's a rock and roll star. When
4: I go to meeting for the very first time, the boss of uh, the prison, I said, I'm the very first rock star in your prison since uh, 150 years of the jail. So please, uh, you should treat me as a really important person here. And be sure when I will go out, you will remember me forever.
3: Guards keep coming up to him and keep asking him to tone down. And he's just not going to stop being who he is.
4: Yeah. And uh, to be honest, they still remember me.
2: (laughs) Okay, so then what happens? Eventually he gets released, right? So it's at the beginning
3: of March that he's finally told this charge of hooliganism is going to go to official trial. And Again, he's been in jail for five months for a 20-second dance video, and he's really upset with the way that he's been treated. He's really upset Mm -hmm. that he hasn't been able to talk to his family. He's also upset that there's a criminal charge tied to this dance. So the day his trial starts, he also starts a hunger strike. Hmm. And something you should know about Igor is that this isn't his first hunger strike, but What's different about this one is that he does a dry hunger strike. So it's no water. Oof. Yeah. No water or food. That's actually remarkable. Yeah. I mean, the world is having this reaction as well. And so Amnesty International calls him a political prisoner. There's, you know, an online movement on Twitter, on Facebook. People are starting to say we have real health concerns for Igor. So he's released from prison, but he's not off the hook. He still has this charge of hooliganism. And he enters this weird limbo that I really don't think that you can understand until you've lived it. They've now officially told him that his sentence is he will spend a year and a half at what they call an open correctional facility. But they don't tell him when and they don't tell him where. It's then that we start getting voice memos from him. It's
4: nine in the morning, and uh, it's a bit hard to wake up because you know that you will get some news, <laughs> but unfortunately, every day news are worse and worse and. There is no hope that good news will come from time to time. I just look at the watch and skip to wake up and sleep so longer. Because it's better to live in your dreams.
2: We'll be right back.
0: Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, living leaves a mark on our planet and in our communities but it doesn't have to leave a scar at OnPust, we're building a postal and delivery service for the future through ireland's largest electric fleet delivering e-commerce with zero emissions with the green hub helping people transform their homes for greener living and services that keep our communities connected and thriving living leaves a mark together let's leave one we're proud of on Post, for your world
1: for more information on our zero-emission deliveries in Dublin, Cork, Limerick, and Waterford city centers, visit onpus.com forward slash sustainability. Hi, it's Allie Wentworth, a middle-aged woman with a lot of questions and a lot of answers I have pulled out of my tush as host of Go Ask Allie. My listeners want more, so we are digging in. It's real, it's honest, open, and unexpected, and sometimes amusing. Can you start with your infamous $19,000 haircut?
2: Yes, and this is a great story I, I feel about mothers and daughters with a dream and an empty bank account.
1: Just a few of our fabulous guests this season are New York Times bestselling author Isabel Gillies, writer and Oprah's favorite life coach Martha Beck, and former editor of People Magazine Jess Cagle.
0: If we know intimate details about another person, then that person is socially important to us.
1: Okay, so that's what you like to gossip about.
0: Wait, what do you gossip about?
1: All new episodes of Go Ask galley release every Thursday. Listen to Go Ask Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Hi friends, I'm Hector Navarro and I'm Frankie Grande. We're your hosts for Spongebob Binge Pants, Nickelodeon's podcast celebrating all things Spongebob universe. We have the privilege that not many Spongebob fans get. This being an official Nickelodeon podcast, we get to interview the brilliant humans behind the names we've all been reading in those credits for over 20 years. This is a podcast by fans for fans. Listen to Spongebob Binge Pants on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: So in the last month that I've been hearing from Igor, the messages go from excited to him being exhausted, like he's just at the end of his rope. He feels like this whole limbo is another form of punishment, and he's really just waiting for his sentence to start.
4: So today I called the Department of Punishment, or maybe more properly should uh, be Named the Department of Execution of Verdicts of
3: Conviction, I don't know. He's so desperate at this point, he's calling all the authorities and offering himself up.
4: He's
3: just asking again and again. When do I show up? I Where do I,
4: I go? go?
3: And you can hear that the people on the other side of the line just don't really know that much about his case. There's a moment in the call when they understand who he is. Oh, this is Igor Banser. This is the famous musician. But he's just being tossed to other places. And at one point, he actually says,
2: should I flee the country? And of course, they're like, um, no. Wait, in a call asking, like, when should I report for my punishment, he's also asking the authorities if he should run?
3: Yeah. And since they responded with no, he just keeps calling. (laughs) And at one point, he sends me a message physically in front of the police station where he's asking what to do.
4: Uh, It's a bit confusing because right now I am out of this police station standing in the front of this building whole long week I cannot have any information I have no any clarity in what's happened to me what's happened in my case what's next and I believe it's kind of stupid plan of KGB to do my life as much as stressful it's possible. We will see. At least uh, uh, if they want to arrest me, I will spend another one weekend on the
2: freedom. So this is the sort of limbo that you're talking about, right? This kind of purgatory.
3: Yes, exactly. This is the limbo. He's has his sentence, but he has no idea when it's going to start, where it's going to be, and he's just trying to get prepared.
4: Hello, Medveds, give me five. How are you, my friend?
3: So the first thing that Igor does is he goes and gets a tattoo.
4: He's always the best. Today's plan is finish uh, the political tattoo, which one we start to do. Before I was uh, imprisoned, and then I need to to have uh, a unicorn on my leg. Yeah, so now we will start Do our best and on and on and on. It's a never-ending story. I love it like this.
3: And he orders books. So today, I received a package with the books. Because he's hoping that he can bring them with him.
4: I finally received a poem by Homer, Iliad, and Odysseus. And also, I buy some Batman comics i like batman so much i even have a batman tattoo so stupid to buy uh, comics but after what's happened in my life last years it makes no sense to pretend that i'm a big um, experienced guy but i love the paper books Uh, i love to fill the paper the pages (laughs) so you can call me addictive to books. I never use drugs. I don't drink alcohol, but I'm addicted to books. Totally. Totally. Yep.
2: I uh, I really feel aligned with him in this moment because 100% that is also how I would prepare for this kind of a terrible thing to happen to me is just buying a bunch of books and hoping that they will let me keep them. Yeah. Uh,
4: today... I talked to my kids and uh, last year I took them several times to protest when it was uh, safe, totally peaceful, and uh, I never lied to them. I say that we should be prepared that maybe we will be divided, not for the short term, but for years. They asked me what will happen next. Why should you go? Why should you leave? I try to explain them that it's not about that his dad is a bad guy or something. It's about politics. I I always was honest to them, talk to them openly. And I hope they understand.
3: He's just trying to appreciate his surroundings and the city around him before he goes to prison.
4: Grodno, it's a standard European city with the old town. These buildings in main city center, they are one century, two century old. That's really cool to walk like this and feel this history. And uh, from time to time, I think to myself that we're in the middle of Europe, in a great country. We have uh, good cars. We had a lot of bars, coffee. You can easily pretend that everything is okay, but (laughs) I have this remembrance that friends of mine are in prison right now, they are facing really long terms. I think to myself that it's kind of betrayal. It's kind of betrayal that I'm here, I'm free, and they are under the really hard charges. And that's our twisted Belarusian
3: reality. I love all of the voice memos Igor sent to me, but especially this one, hearing him walking in his neighborhood and how he's free for this one moment, just waiting for this inevitable sentence. I think for me spending this time with Igor, it was just also really hard to keep in my head that the reason he's going through all of this is for a 20 second dance video in front of a cop car. I mean, it's just sort of ridiculous, but obviously it's because of where he lives. Right, of course. I think we commonly think of repression in authoritarian states as way more dramatic. So the plane hijacking to arrest the young journalist or rigging elections. But in Igor's case, it's the day-to-day. It's calling up government offices trying to figure out if he needs to bring a toothbrush. It's going physically to these offices and being unsure when he's going to have to leave his family. Like, I talked to him pretty consistently for about a month, and police aren't showing up to his door every day, but he definitely feels like he's being watched. You know, like the voice memo of him walking around the city that we just listened to? It's calm and it's quiet and he's being reflective, but you also know that he's constantly thinking about his friends in prison and about the oppression that they live under.
4: So when I forget that we're living in uh, this under Lukashenko's regime, I feel myself like I believe I can fly, you know. But it's just literally a few seconds. And believe me, I want to fly away. I want to leave this country, but I cannot. I will stay till the end because someone needs to stay here and show this Stupid authorities that you cannot break the people just because they think differently. I will walk my path till the end and we will see what's at the end of the road.
2: So what's going on with him now? So the
3: latest is that as of today, which is Thursday, June 17th, This morning, on his band's Facebook, they posted a Facebook status that just says, in just a few hours, Banser will go back to jail. And then, as his farewell check, the very new video for the brand new song, unreleased yet, Street Rock and Roll. Don't forget the struggle. Don't forget the streets. Take care and stay safe, brothers and sisters. Space, space, space. Fuck Nazis.
2: Special thanks to Vice News Consulting producer Maya Temple. This episode was reported by Steph Brown.
0: Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. In this season of Unobscured, we will follow Grigory Rasputin's transformation from a peasant at the crossroads of history to a monster at the center of far too many legends, and in the process, learn how he took the weight of a fallen empire with him to the grave. Elite aristocratic society in Russia at the time was fascinated with very spiritualist leaders, with gurus. And there was this desire to seek alternate ways of connecting with reality that traditional religion and the church were unable to explain to people who were seeking answers to sort of these life's questions that seemed to have this pressing urgency right around 1900. Join us as we make our way into the burning palaces of imperial Russia to dig up the truth about Grigori Rasputin. Unobscured Season 4 is available now. Listen and subscribe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts.
1: River Cafe Table 4 is a brand new podcast with me, Ruthie Rogers, the founder and chef of the River Cafe in London. River Cafe Table 4 takes us on a food journey around the world with friends like Paul McCartney. John Lennon and I hitchhiked to Paris
4: and we thought, oh, we've got to have a wine experience. We're in France. And we took a sip and thought, that is terrible. It's like vinegar.
1: So join us at River Cafe Table 4 to hear this brand new podcast all about their memories, their travels, and the food they turn to for comfort. Listen to River Cafe Table 4 on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts,
0: or wherever you get your podcasts. Remember when we thought tech would save the world? Now we fear it may bring about the end times. But we don't have to live in the futures we see in Terminator, Black Mirror, or Westworld. We can choose a different path, where instead of being used by tech, We use tech to bolster our individual participation, to strengthen our relationships, to help us flex our collective power. So season three of How to Citizen with Baratunde, it's all about tech. Launching October 14th, we will bring you the people building things with technology that go beyond just revenue and user growth. They empower us to citizen. Listen to How to Citizen with Baratunde on the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcast.
2: Vice News Reports is produced by Jesse Alejandro Cuttrol, Sophie Casis, Jen Kinney, Janice Yamoka, Julia Nutter, and Sarah Cavedo. Our senior producers are Ashley Cleek and Adiza Egan. Our associate producers are Sam Egan and Adriana Rodriguez. Sound design and music composition by Steve Bone, Pran Bandy, and Kyle Murdoch. Our executive producer and VP of Vice Audio is Kate Osborne. Janet Lee is senior production manager for Vice Audio. Fact-checking by Nicole Pasolka. Our theme music is by Steve Bone. From iHeart executive producers Nikki Etor and Lindsay Hoffman. I'm Ariad Zimros. I know podcast hosts say this all the time, but please take the time to rate and review this podcast. It really does help other people find the show. Vice News Reports drops every Thursday, so be sure to check back in next week.
1: i Bayer, and this is my brother, Jonah.
0: We're two siblings who love to talk about our childhood and nostalgia and how it shaped us into the people we are today.
1: Who are extremely cool and chill, if I do say so myself. In our
0: new podcast, How Did We Get Weird, we'll talk about our favorite snacks, shows, and obsessions from growing up with some of your favorite comedians, musicians, and other A list
1: celebrities. Sorry, we're major. Listen to How Did We Get Weird from Will Farrell's Big Money Players Network. Available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The reviews are in, and audiences agree iHeartRadio's number one podcast, Aftershock, is the show you
0: need to binge. Michaela! She's not going to make it to the mainland by herself. Five stars. I love it. It's hard to find a podcast that is truly immersive, and this one takes the cake. Ask me if I care who died on that island
1: the art of a roller coaster so many ups and downs twists and turns five stars someone's running towards us get to the boat now
0: has me at the edge of my seat everyone that hears me listening to it stops to listen and then subscribes themselves
1: you owe me after what you did you owe me the truth heart stopping and the cast i can't wait for more this place is gonna
0: collapse straps us in and makes us think we're coasting along and we're really racing to an abrupt end you're gonna come with me and we are gonna take you apart Piece by piece.
1: Aftershock, starring Sarah Wayne Callies, David Harbour and Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Come to the island and binge the series everyone is talking about. Follow it on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All quotes taken from actual user reviews. There's so much going on in Latin America. In Colombia, demonstrations against
3: proposed tax reforms have turned into countrywide protests. It
1: can be
2: confusing. Health authorities across Latin America are battling a rise in coronavirus infections.
0: That's where El Hilo, a Spanish-language podcast from Radio Ambulante Studios and Vice News, comes in.
1: Cuando un edificio se cae, no perdona.
0: Cuando tú vives en una dictadura, ¿qué opciones tienes si eres oposición? O la cárcel o el exilio.
4: Listen to El Hilo every Friday.
0: Listen wherever you get your podcasts.